Let's go. Dermot and Dave. <laughs> Dermot and Dave's Mind Yourself Now. Mind Yourself Now. Mind Yourself Now. Mind Yourself Now. Okay, mind yourself now time on Today FM on a Monday. The kids are almost all off school. The holidays are hopefully booked. And you're mentally not in the office. But what can you do to make sure that the out of office actually means out of office? Neve Moynihan, who used to be Neve Brady, but she got married. Well done, Neve. Uh, from Better Workday has some top tips for us. Good morning, Neve. Good morning, good morning. How are you? We're very well. Now, the last thing people want to be in summer is productive. <laughs> <laughs> or maybe I'm just speaking for myself. But I do like your tip because I saw actually saw this on your Instagram and I was like, that is very clever because I am prone to doing this. And you say... What you say yes to before your holidays will be waiting for you on your return. Mm. And sometimes we can think that it's some kind of future version of ourselves who doesn't mind doing all kinds of things and is never stressed. Yes, absolutely. And we see so many people falling into this trap. It's like you're going out the door or you're just about to log off Teams and someone says, oh, could you give me a hand with this? And you're like, I'm actually just about to pack my suitcase, but... I'll do it when I get back. Or you just rush saying yes to help you on a project because, of course, you're just focused on your holidays. Mm. And, of course, the other reason people do it is because it's nice to have something new and exciting to work on just before you go away instead of like maybe finishing those tasks that you're maybe a little bit bored of. So novelty can also cause us to fall into this trap. And so should Um, you then actually start saying no on the run-up to your holidays because you go, look, I'm only going to be here for the next four days and then I'm away for two weeks and when I come back, I'm starting fresh as opposed to just kind of going, okay, yeah, okay, yeah, fine, yeah, yeah. Like, you need to say no, right? Yeah, and you're absolutely right. So I usually ask people to do a workload review, basically, just see what's on your plate about two weeks before you're going on your holidays, just so that you have a sense of how much you actually have to get done and what's realistic within the time frame. And the secret to doing that well is not to say, I have two weeks to get all this done, but to say, I've got 10 working days mm. and this is all of the work mm. I have to do. Do I have any space? And then when you're coming back, yes, take your two weeks off or whatever and then allow for another two days of catching up. So now... Yeah, actually, talk to us about <laughs> coming back because that is one thing that I think people dread. Obviously, you, you've gone away for somewhere nice and you've been in the sun possibly and you've been doing whatever you do for your holidays. And then you've got the added fear then when you come back of A, what have I said yes to, but B, I'm not going to have any time because I've just got to jump feet first back into everything. So should you schedule in some of that time? Yeah, so my rule is the minute you book your holidays, you book your buffer for the days you get back. So, you know, in your calendar, you've just booked a week off, you set your out of office for that week. You then go to the following week and you block a few hours. They don't have to be like a whole morning. Mm. It could be an hour on the Monday, 90 minutes on the Tuesday, an hour on the Wednesday. And I call that for I don't know what yet. You know, because you just don't know what you're facing back into. And so just in case while you're out relaxing wherever you are and other people are flying meetings into your calendar, at least you've got that time protected. You know, okay, I have a bit of space or the first couple of days back to get sorted. Mm. You could use some kind of a code in the internal company calendar. It'd be like, you know, secret project X. And everyone would be like, God, Neve's got something brilliant up her sleeve. Then she gets back <laughs> oh, 100%. This. Yeah, yeah. Exclusive access or something like that. Get really creative. Yeah, totally. Or you're like, Project Pineapple, call it like really random. Don't get me started now. <laughs> we, go, we go totally off topic. <laughs> but yeah, absolutely. But put it in. And look, I mean, as a general rule of thumb, I try to get people to 
have a couple of those hours every week anyway because there's always something mm. always always yeah that's all fair. the time yeah. you know what I mean so just get a bit of space for yourself and don't let others crowd out your time how do we stop ourselves getting depressed when we have to wade through possibly hundreds maybe thousands of emails depending on your job when we got when we get back how do we stop ourselves from losing that holiday buzz and stay reasonably enthusiastic about our jobs at least for a week or two after we come back yeah, like short of, you know, having a pina colada while you're going through emails <laughs> on the Monday now morning. That's <laughs> the know? productivity I'm focused on. <laughs> I'm spending too much time with you guys. This is my issue, right? But um, no, but on a serious note, when I used to work in corporate, I'd come back even after a long weekend and I'd have 800 emails. That's ridiculous mm. in terms of trying to wade through them. So what I suggest you do instead is don't open the email yet. Pause for a couple of minutes and write down on a piece of paper the main people you work with. So it could be your manager, maybe one or two teammates, a few people in other teams, you know, your key contacts and they're your list number one. And then next to that, write down the names of any projects or clients or things that have been going on since before you left. Open up the email and look at those first. So search by Dermot, read all his emails, then search by Dave, read his emails and deal with it based on the person or the topic. Can you block someone from this list? Is there a chance you could just put down a, a big red X and go, I'm not reading any of Dermot's emails? You absolutely can, but I'd recommend password protecting that list. Yes, right? so a good idea, yeah. <laughs> and I yeah, email yeah, yeah. you so rarely. That's and if it true. is, it's just like a, a link to, I don't know. Some new like, band you think I'm going to love. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. In fact, yeah, he's got a point. Um, no, that's yeah. brilliant, though. I have to say, that is an amazing way of doing it. Like thinking about the people rather than the huge, unmanageable list of emails. Because very quickly then you'll be able to filter through those emails and go, well, I do need to look at Dermot's emails of band recommendations or whatever it is like. 100%. And if you want to go even old school, you could look at the list of people and before you check the email, pick up the phone and ring them and say, hey, what happened while I was out of the office? Is there anything you need my help with? And you might find that a huge chunk of your emails aren't even needed. We've heard a lot of talk about something called workcations. Could you explain that to us? Don't start me. I'm very passionate about this. So it's this rising idea that because we can now work from anywhere, that when you take your holidays... Sure, you could also do a little bit of work while you're there. Ah, right. Which is a huge problem. But there is a bit of a difference. And I think, like all things, I suppose, everything gets put into the one bucket. So you can absolutely, if you're taking three months in your mobile home or a holiday home or Airbnb or something, to bring your work with you and work remotely from your holiday location for part of the year. And that's brilliant. But if you're only taking a week or two weeks off work, leave work. And don't let the headlines of workation think that that applies to a few days or a week or two but because that's we, all the time. Do you think mm. we romanticise it a bit? You think of the Instagram posts and, you know... What, you mean I of, can't do my my accounts in an orange grove in Valencia? Yeah. I mean, come on, <laughs> I know, but people kind of think, uh, oh, look at me, I'm, I'm living my best life. Mm. But no, actually, no, you're just ruining your holiday. You know, 100%. But, but there's, a, some, there's a kind of an image thing to it that... You know, hey, I can work anywhere. I'm just flexible and, you know, I could just travel. I have so many air miles. But no, you're exhausted is what you are. You're burnt out. You're exhausted, yeah. yeah. And Instagram is bad for this. LinkedIn is even worse. LinkedIn is like the comparison trap when it comes to remote working. Mm. Um, And, you know, who can work in the most, um, as you said, distant place and up in a cabin somewhere. But look, not only are you setting a bad example for everyone else on your team and who works around you, now they think they're going to have to bring their laptop on holidays just because one person did. 
But also, what about the people you're on holidays with? Like, even if you don't care about your own well-being, because some people, I suppose, they just think work is so important. But how about the other people? Like, the only people who are going to remember the fact that you worked on your holidays are the people who are waiting for you Yes, that's a brilliant point. Niamh, great advice as always. Uh, you can find Niamh on betterworkday.com and she's the same on Instagram. Niamh, great to talk to you. Talk to you soon, guys. Bye. Bye. Dermot and Dave, weekdays from 9 a.m.